Welcome to Your Next Mission podcast with the 12th Sergeant Major of the Army and co-founder of the American Freedom Foundation, Jack L. Tilley. Proudly presented by Cavalry Agency, Navy Federal Credit Union, Purdue University Global, and Veterans United Home Loans. Good day out there, veterans and families, and welcome to Season 2 of your Next Mission podcast, a program initiative of the American Freedom Foundation. I'm Jack L. Tilly, 12th Sergeant Major. I'm your host. We have a, a great show for you. I always say we have a wonderful show. We're going to be talking about some stuff I'm sure you're going to find interesting. But now, before we get started, I want to thank our presenting sponsors, Calvert Agency, Navy Federal Credit Union, Purdue University Global, and Veterans United Home Loans for making your next mission happen. They love our veterans and families, and as always, we certainly love them too. Today, we're going we're gonna to focus on the National Veterans Memorial Museum, and I'm so excited to introduce really a, a good friend of mine, Lieutenant General Retired Michael Ferder. President and CEO of the National Veterans Memorial and Museum in Columbus, Ohio, which I was at not too long ago and had just a great time. Sir, welcome to the show. Glad to have you on the show. SMA, it's great to be with you and uh, so excited at the opportunity to, to speak to your audience and tell them the story of what's happening in this world of uh, veterans. Oh, man, I tell you what, I, I, when I was up at the museum last week, uh, a couple again, a couple of weeks ago when I was up there, uh, I was so excited, and what a great organization, and what a beautiful museum. And I tell you what, the people that are listening today, if, if you've never been to Columbus, Ohio, you need to go, and you need to visit. And uh, it certainly just brought back a, a lot of memories for me. And uh, just, uh, again, it was such an honor to just to be there for a little while anyway. I know the audience is eager to hear it all about the, the National Veterans Memorial and Museum, but before we do that, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and you know, how you, as a retired lieutenant general, which I, you've already told me the story, and I enjoyed the story, how you ended up leading that great organization? Sure. Uh, the backstory is I grew up in an Army family. My father uh, was a private in World War II and went to OCS, fought in the Pacific, uh, was actually put in for Medal of Honor and received the Distinguished Service Cross. Um, and so being OCS and in infantry, uh, my father, you know, we would answer the phone back in Heidelberg and Berlin back in the day, you know, uh, Colonel Ferris quarters, Mikey speaking, I hope you saw her, ma'am, <laughs> and rolling our socks um, with smiles and stuff like that. But uh, I was so fortunate to live in a great family, uh, to move around, moved 18 times in my first 18 years. And we ended up, uh, when my father retired, our family moved to Carmel, California. And I was set to go to University of California, Santa Barbara, the number one party school in America. And my father thought it better that I would go to the Citadel in Charleston. And so on day one of the Citadel with a shaved head and no longer shoulder length hair, I said, OK, dad, one, Mike, zero. But let's see where this is going to go. I was commissioned in 79, uh, lieutenant of infantry and uh, served in all kinds of infantry. The first division, uh, Fort Riley, mechanized to, to start motorized at Fort Lewis, and then a lot of time in special ops with the 75th Range Regiment, a lot of time underneath the canopy with the 82nd Airborne Division and Arctic Paratrooper up in Alaska. Um, uh, I commanded Fort Benning and, and uh, was given the task and the mission by General Dempsey to create the Maneuver Center of Excellence. 
uh, and so um, bringing the cavalry and and the armor to Columbus, Georgia, was like with the infantry is like the Shia and the Sunni and the Kurds. But uh, <laughs> we got it done, Sergeant Major, and uh, and it was it was all the gray beards we were talking about before we came on air were such gentlemen and helping um you know it was a brack decision that uh, and uh it was going going to happen but they they helped uh break through the cultures and and uh and they were you know the big brothers to help me along in that i served in uh, iraq three times and in mogadishu somalia uh, with the uh, third range battalion after the big fight uh i arrived on on about the fourth in in the evening um, so I, I grew up in an army family. Um, I raised a great army family. Margie and I have four awesome kids. Three have been, uh, in the army as officers and, and Megan is a PhD at the library of Congress. And then finally, um, my last job was running all the army bases around the world. And so, you know, the three part is, you know, raise an army family, uh, raised an army family and then took care of all the army families. And that's where we met, um, during uh, uh, Operation, what was it? Uh, the uh, Rising Star. Oh, yeah, uh, Operation Rising Star. That's right. Yeah, yeah. In yeah. fact, I always wish I could sing during that period of time, but they, they never would let me sing. <laughs> that's right. And so then, uh, as well as having responsibility for for uh, all the installations and and the people, we we had Soldier for Life for the transition program. So we we prepared uh, transitioning soldiers to become veterans and then uh, we had our dear family of the fallen that we took care of our gold star families and uh um and so when it and then i retired and, and started the ferreter group and the word got out that uh if you needed help and you could get to miss margie or to general ferreter as a veteran that we would help and, and we did we started with transitioning veterans and then we realized they were transitioned veterans yeah. So we started helping entrepreneurs, and then um, got a call from uh, a lady at, at uh, you know at one of those headhunters uh, places, and and she said, "Would you be interested in being the founding CEO and president of uh, the National Veterans Memorial Museum?" And I was in Columbus and asked her where it was, and she said, "It's in Columbus, Ohio." And I said, "Oh, I'm in Columbus, Georgia." by Fort Benning. So, <laughs> so I traveled and saw it and, uh, um, it's been a great time. Uh, uh, the, uh, we're in our third and a half year, um, super online presence, virtual tours and virtual, you could go through, uh, hundreds of podcasts similar to this and hear inspiring stories of service. And much more that we'll talk about here as we go and, forward. Well, so, you know, I, I, again, I was up there not too long ago, 29th of March, in fact, 28th, 29th of March. Uh, it's, it's really a, a very unique place. And I think, again, everybody ought to go visit and see it because it's, uh, again, brought, brought a, a lot of memories. It's really certainly well set up uh, as I looked around all the things you're doing. And again, we're going we're gonna to talk about all those things that, uh, that we're doing, uh, that, you've been, that you guys are doing as a, as a staff there. The Veterans Memorial Museum has really its unique origin and history. Can you tell us about, in, uh, about that, including the uh, National Veterans Museum uh, mission, uh, the mission of the museum? Yes, yeah, so, so uh, simply stated, our mission is to tell the story, you know, to honor, connect, inspire, and educate, honor the service and sacrifice of our veterans and their families, connect America to veterans and veterans to America. 
uh, inspire everyone to service bigger than self and to educate. And we do that in K through 12. We do that with leader certification uh, courses for veterans at Ohio State University. Um, and so with the mission to tell the stories, then uh, how did that happen? Well, Senator John Glenn, Marine fighter pilot and astronaut, uh, lived at the top of uh, condominiums, looking down on the old veterans hall. It's called Old Vets. And and it was just, it's a nice, big granite looking thing. And he would call, you know, the Titans of Industry and, and, and other public servants and say, that is just not right. That is not um, something we should be proud to say we're honoring veterans. Let's, and so they said, well, we'll fix it up, Senator. And then they found out it would cost $32 million to fix it up. So they said, oh, we'll knock it down. And so they raised the funds to build this glorious museum. They uh, decided, um, they hired uh, Ralph Applebaum, who did the museum, the African-American Museum, and the Holocaust Museum, the best in the world at storytelling. And then they hired Brad Clayfield, who built this circular building with arches and, and as if it's bursting out of the Scioto Peninsula. And they wanted whenever someone came, as you saw, that that uh, they would say, this is a real tribute to our veterans. And this was built on purpose. This was not an afterthought. And so within it, we have uh, 14 thematic alcoves. The themes are the journey that you and I took and every military member took and every veteran took of a nation called is the first theme. And then uh, why I served and then leaving home and taking the oath of office and then basic training and then operations and deployments. And uniquely, we have one niche exhibit and that's for the Tuskegee Airmen. And the day you were with us was Vietnam Veterans uh, Day, but it's also the Tuskegee Airmen Day. And so we rolled from uh, your great discussion with the crowd, 30 minutes later, tables were right where we were sitting and, and where you were standing and, and a meal delivered it to honor the Tuskegee Airmen. Yeah, just combat operations, letters to home, coming home and transitioning. That, those are the, the themes. And there's also a history timeline from 1775 up through today with the significant events. So what one side of the hall are the, the thematic alcoves and the inner rail is uh, is our timeline. Yeah. So what can so I guess you just talked about what a what a visitor can expect and experience with uh, with all the exhibits and all the stuff that you're currently yeah, yeah that you're hosting. I would add I would add what the, what you can expect is to be totally surprised and by the third or fourth alcove listening to veterans say why they served, uh, looking at basic training, listening to the oath of office. Everyone says I've never seen anything like this. And, uh, and probably you'll tear up um, if you come there. And it's not—it's not tears of pity; it's—it's uh, it's pride, well, well, and within your chest or or remembrances of buddies lost, shipmates lost, ranger buddies, wingmen, you know, crew members, and that. And then granddads go through with grandkids, and they tell the grandkids things that that the mom, you know, their daughter, never heard. You know, because we old guys don't tell our kids the war stories, but we sure do the grandkids. Yeah, we, we don't we don't share enough information with the kind of stuff that goes on. One of the things I was really interested about when I go there is, is the testimonials that you have. I think you talked touched on a minute ago. Could you talk a little bit more about the testimonials, how you got them? And 
Sure. Um, they started with 250 veterans and, and actually started with this being the, the Franklin County Museum. And then the governor, then Governor Kasich said, well, why don't we make the Ohio State uh, Memorial Museum? So they went to, to the Smithsonian and said, hey, we want to be an affiliate to, to the National Veterans Memorial Museum. And the Smithsonian said, there isn't one. So they said, oh, OK, then we'll be it. And that's the way it went down. And so then they, they took this 250 uh, veterans and down selected to about 25. And so you'll hear uh, Brian Vargas say, my dad was a Marine. I couldn't be a man in our house unless I was a Marine. So all I wanted to do is get out of high school and get to, to basic and, and be a Marine. And he served and, and was uh, wounded in, in Alambar province um, or, um, you know, Bonnie Carroll of Taps. Uh, she tells her story. She's working in the White House and she felt the call to duty. So she came to join the Air Force like her mother had served in the Air, Army Air Corps. So each one tells tells their story. I tell their story. John Flynn tells the story of uh, his African-American uh, private for 14 months, private PFC and then the corporal in, in Vietnam. And uh, he tells his story of um, on a patrol uh taking the leading with the dog team and uh the wind was uh to their back so the dog couldn't smell to two vietnamese north vietnamese soldiers and uh he spun around and and uh you know he got the draw on him so each one tells a compelling story uh of uh of their service and their memories yeah you know every time i go to a museum and i look at a museum especially your museum i i it really brings back, uh, you know, some memories that probably aren't as good as others, but it brings back a lot of things that uh, I certainly hadn't talked or thought about for a long time. You know, I've seen some things there that I had seen for a long time, too, which uh, which is really neat. But it, but we can't forget about our history. You know, we can't forget about the things that went on in our country, whether or not it was Vietnam, whether or not it was, you know, Somalia, whatever it is. But uh, that's I think that's what makes our country better. If we continue to talk about our history and educate people about things that happen, so we don't do them again, mm -hmm. uh, there's no there's no question that the military today is you know is a lot better than the military was back in uh, you know during Vietnam. But uh, but yeah. it's things like that museum or your museum uh, that uh, really educates a lot of people. We're talking with uh, Lieutenant General uh, Retired Michael Ferreter, President and CEO of the National Veterans Memorial and Museum. And if you're listening to your next mission podcast with me, your host, Jack L. Tilly, Sergeant Major of the Army, uh, don't forget, uh, enjoying this discussion, please, please click on that subscribe button below because together we're going to, we're going to make a team of people that, uh, that talk about, uh, you know, talk about the veterans issues, talk about the things or the sacrifices our veterans make each and every day. We, you know, I was reading something the other day. In fact, I was reading when I was up visiting you guys. There's there's 17 million veterans out there, and uh, and we need to help each other. We need to make sure that we stay connected and we support things like our museum and make sure our kids and our daughters and our families remember the uh, the kind of things that uh, you know that we did or have done and really, quite frankly, continue to do. But I'm going to give you something. For the next 20 subscribers, uh, I have something special for you. I'm going to give you a Your Next Mission shirt. Uh, you know, all you, you know, it's Your Next Mission. It's a great-looking shirt. In fact, I got two or three of them myself. Uh, but do me one favor. Please comment. Send me, a, send me a comment where you live so I know where to send the shirt. We get all these comments. We never hear anything. Uh, sir, to continue this discussion, 
Uh, we talk about the National Veterans Memorial and the museum being more than more than a museum. Would you share with us all the programs that you offered uh, by the museum, all the events and programs? I've seen a couple of them up there, but what, what other things are you doing? I, I want to comment, too. I know that uh, you're, uh, Jimmy Spencer said you're a self-defense kind of guy, so he said don't get close to you. But, but tell us about all the programs that you offer your community. All right, sorry, Richard. That's great. So we, uh, um, first of all, we we knew that we had to be more than a museum. It's it's uh, and even in the interview, I told him we got to go coast to coast. If we're a national veterans, we've we've got to reach Tampa and Tacoma, yeah, and San Diego. So we're going to have to have virtual programs. And and when COVID hit, uh, it was a natural shift and pivot for us because we didn't close, and we reached forty million during that time. So. The first programming that I'll talk about are just these inspiring stories and podcasts. One, one series is inspiring stories of service. Another, which my, we interviewed General Powell, our veteran voices. Uh, we interviewed the Mogadishu uh, Rangers and pilots, um, or Rally Point. So those three programs, uh, if you go to our our website, which is nationalvmm.org, you can you can pull those down or go to our Facebook. Uh, page as well and uh and you, you you hours and hours of really incredible people um so then we we uh launched next week a vetrepreneur store so like as i said at the beginning of this podcast you know there there are veterans who are small business owners and they, they've been up on an op or you know in the tank turret and saying if we get out of this crap alive let's start that you know company and they did and they do and so we uh we launched the e-commerce. We have the goods in the museum already. And so if you're a veteran who has merchandise and you want to be in our store, then contact me as well. If you if uh, if you want to be in Big Lots, well, now we now we trans transition over to veterans with the CEO of Big Lots and, and we're working towards AFIs as well. So now where these guys were, you know, young sergeants or, or uh, young officers and they couldn't get into the big stores, we'll help get them there then uh, we've launched a well a resiliency and wellness program and um, if you go to the museum that our major of the army tell you was, was talking about is we have a jiu-jitsu program and tomorrow morning at six we'll train and saturday morning at nine and we'll grow that out because uh, we know that veterans uh, are kind of pack animals and, and they like to be with groups but when they're disconnected it gets dangerous yeah and if they get disconnected and uh, they have problems in their life, then they tend to go towards alcohol. And then it gets really dangerous. So what we want to do is prevent suicide, give them fun uh, activities to do. We'll bring yoga on next. And, and our great and dear friend, Jennifer Laredo Blue, will, will be one of our yogas. She's a gold star. Uh, she left their service as a master sergeant. She was in combat as a first sergeant when her dear husband, Eddie, was killed. So we well, not only do we provide instruction, but we get people who are doing it, who understand veterans, who are veterans, to be uh, the instructors or teachers. Yeah. Um, I just came from uh, an outing with the Veteran Golfers Association. They're now partnering with us. So some 14,000 golfers who are veterans are playing nationwide. And uh, at the end of the year in uh, September, the end of the playing season, they do a national championship. It's it's amazing. So those those things we're doing, we've developed our first exhibit that we built. 
Uh, it came out of the book, The 20-Year War. You can go to our e-commerce site and purchase The 20-Year War. Sergeant Major Kelly is in that book as, as an inspiring story, along with 70 other veterans who are in that book. Um, and, um, and next, we are launching a concierge service. So we will have end-to-end as, as get contact to the veterans, find veterans, find transitioning soldiers, find hundreds of companies and, and connect the companies that want to hire veterans with the veterans that want to get hired by location or by skill set. Those are just a, a few of the, the things that we're doing. And finally, everyone can do um, the 5K run for Memorial Weekend. And uh, it's a virtual. So you can, I, I tell my old paratroopers in Alaska, get in your car, take two beers, drive a mile and a half out, put them down, drive back to your house, walk to the beer and have one on the way back. You know, <laughs> so, so the virtual uh, in sin- sincerity, sign up with the team or sign up on my team. and and. Uh, and then you'll get a great T-shirt that, uh, on the back. It says, I will always remember. And then you can you can pin in John Graspaugh or Eddie Laredo or a- anyone else to, that you know uh, that, that we've lost from the beginning of, of your time there in Vietnam, Sergeant Major, all the way until current ops. So yeah. it's more than a museum. We're amped up and we're having a great time. It's it's more of a it's more like a family. Uh, it's you know, but it's but, but it's about educating our country about you know, again, the, the sacrifice. She's talking about, uh, you know, taking a beer out there, put it down and walk back and then or drive back and then walk back and get the beer. When I was in Korea, I yeah. used to uh, take Blackhawks. I'd put the whole company on Blackhawks and stack, well, not all of them, but, you know, three or four flights in and out. And we go all, I think we went 10 or 15 miles out and I'd get them to start running back and everybody I'd pass, they had to do push-ups. you know, so uh, that was a lot. I enjoy doing stuff like that. But it, but it's, uh, is there a, now you're trying to grow members. So what's a good, you said a website. Could you tell me a website again? We, we, you need members to join, correct? We do it. And um, we are the National Veterans Memorial Museum. We said it plenty of times, but we don't get any national funds, any federal funds, any state funds, um, any county or city funds. It's all uh, fundraising, philanthropy and membership and, and events. So, um, nationalvmm.org is our website. And from there, um, it, you'll see a tab uh, every once in a while within the website that says donate. You'll see membership, hit the membership tab and join up. Um, we also, uh, you know, if you want to be a sponsor, big or small of, of Memorial Day, it's one of our Super Bowls. Uh, as is Veterans Day, of course, then help us out there. Uh, if you want to um, be a board member, contact me, and uh, or if you, if you're uh, you have contact with CEO or or C-suite individuals in your company, then get them hooked up with us, and and uh, you know, we will let them join the team, and and uh, we'll take care of business. What if you want to just tell your story? You know, if you had a story to tell, I mean, you, you, uh, yeah. I, I did do, uh, how do you get stories? I mean, I know you, you told me how you got the other 250, but if I have a story and I want to tell you, is there a, a, do I still go to your website and say, I want to tell my story or I have some artifacts I want to give you? I can do that also. Yeah. What, what, what we, we have a, uh, a, a tell your, tell your story app. Um, I, I think we, we've, 
we develop. I'm stumbling because I don't know if it's on the website. I'll have to check. And, and yeah. uh, but but uh, we work with J.P. Morgan Chase. They developed this storytelling app. Um, but I would say contact us at the uh, info and tell us if you have your dad's or your granddad's stuff. We're going to digitize it, and uh, um, you know we're going to take pictures, and and then it'll be in in, in the memorial hall, uh, but online. And so that's the way I, I, I'm excited. I'm glad you asked the question. I'm excited about it because all the time someone comes in and says, this is my granddad. He's World War II vet. And this is uh, his stuff. We want to give it to you. Well, we would be like uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, uh, you know, warehouse with, with so much stuff. Or actually underneath the National Infant Museum, they've got, you know, about 200 uh, yards of square of, of stuff they can't put in the halls so we're going to digitize it um allow allow anyone to tell their story and video that and then that'll be online you know it's the reason i said that because i was thinking about myself you know i have i have a, a, a conex container back at home and i got all this stuff and i got my uniforms oh, wow. and stuff like that so at one point if you ever want some old uh, sort major stuff tell me Tell me what sure. you want. Or maybe you have somebody come down and just look at it and decide, you know, I'd like to have this or that. And maybe we'll sure. stick something in your museum and stuff and help you out. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. You're watching Your Next Mission. You're watching Your Next Mission. Proudly presented by the Cavalry Agency. They help brands dominate no matter their size. Ideas, strategy, action. This is Cavalry. Learn more at Cavalry.com. Navy Federal Credit Union, the most trusted credit union owned by members of the military community, serving all branches of the armed forces and their families. Their members are the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. Purdue Global, providing affordable online education for hardworking adults. Learn more about a personalized, innovative, and world-class education at PurdueGlobal.edu. Veterans United Home Loans, the number one VA lender for five straight years. If you're buying, they're funding your dreams. Learn more at VeteransUnited.com. Now back to your host, the 12th Sergeant Major of the Army, Jack L. Tilly. Welcome back. I'm the 12th Sergeant Major of the Army, Jack L. Tilley, and we're blessed to be here today with Lieutenant General Retired Michael Ferreter, President and CEO of the National Veterans Memorial and Museum in Columbus, Ohio. That's almost a mouthful right there. I want all of our listeners to reach out to me directly. Tell us about your transition, just like I want you to tell uh, you know, the museum about your transition out of the military to tell them about your story. But, but for me, tell us about what topics you'd like us to cover on the show. You know, I tell people all the time, it's, it's not my show, it's our show. Uh, you can call me or, uh, you know, or text me at 844-424-1134, and, and I'll actually reach back out to you. Or you can send me an email at smatilly at yournextmission.org. Sir, we're heading into the final segment with you today, and I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have. And I just have just a couple more questions. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure, again, for the listeners that are out there, it's important for us to uh, never forget the kind of sacrifices our military makes for our country. And when I went to that uh, museum in Columbus, Ohio, my, my eyes got real big because I've seen a, a group of people, and, you know, I, I love the general, but, but I've seen a group of people that worked at the museum that, 
that love taking care of veterans and love telling that story. So let's make sure we do all we can uh, to help them out as much as we can. Uh, to follow up with you where we left off, I was, uh, again, I was at the National Museum there on the 29th of, uh, of March, and it was Veterans Day, and, and we welcomed a lot of people home. And uh, I was in incredibly impacted by that day. In fact, you could see by the speech that really, uh, I, in fact, on that day, I think I talked about the scars that we all have when we come back uh, you know, uh, that event meant a lot to me, in, in particular, uh, who attended. And I'm sure all those who, who was there that day, uh, you know, or would really listen online, would talk about that day and any similar events that you have coming up. So can you share with the audience any, anything else you have? Or maybe even talk a little bit about that day, uh, the impact of, of maybe that. I think what was really important is, in fact, I remember you, you commented to me. In fact, you were sitting sitting to my left and I was talking, I was, wasn't looking at you, but I'm always sort of watching everything around me. And, and you came behind me and did something and then went back and said, now, can you tell me what that was? Yeah, it was, uh, I think you thought at first that I was, I was pulling you off the stage, like time's up. <laughs> I thought you was running. I was worried about that. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but, but, uh, one of, one of the Vietnam vets was crying. And, uh, and so, um, Again, uh, Darcy, Connor, and, and and Lauren from the uh, event staff um, have put Kleenex boxes uh, around a you know a couple of the chairs or for each row. But th this guy was in the second row, I think, of, of on the other side of the island. I just walked over and gave him some, some tissue so he could you know wipe his eyes and, and blow his nose and you know feel good about it. And uh, wasn't hard to do. Yeah. I think on that day, we uh, if we didn't do anything, I always tell people if I can help one person, uh, sometimes it's a fact that uh, that you open up and you talk about, uh, you know, talk about the things that happen. You know, I think that's that's therapy for a lot of people, certainly therapy for me. Every time I, I think I told you on that day, that was only the third time that I really, really had ever talked about Vietnam. The first time was years ago when I came back from Vietnam that I talked about. I couldn't get through that either. And uh, and the second time was the night before we had a, a town hall meeting that we talked about some of the things. And the first question you, you asked me was about uh, the guy went into, into the military and the buddy plan. And a good friend of mine, Prentice Boykin, we called him Barney, had uh, gotten his stomach blown out and, and he bled to death. And when you think about museums and you think about the kind of things that uh, that we certainly want to forget sometimes, it's, it's those are the people that, that come up. You know, we have Memorial Day, we have Veterans Day, we have all those those years of service. But uh, for me personally, it's it's thinking about the guys that are the gals now, the guys and gals that uh, do so much. But for me, it's the guys that I lost years ago and that uh, sometimes, you know, I, I, I say something, but, but I think as I get older, as I get older, I think about it more and more, uh, you know, about those sacrifices. So, sir, what other, what other kind of, do you have any kind of similar events? Anything? I, I mean, you talked about a few of them. Anything yeah. else that you want to highlight? Certainly. The, the uh, um, Memorial Day is actually a week. And oh, it's, wow. grown, it's yeah. grown to that. So we'll start the uh, Memorial for Lima Company Marines who were... Uh, the Marine Reserve unit that deployed to Al Anbar and lost 25 men, and and so, um, so that'll be them there. Then we have the poppies from 
uh, a cube of the red poppies from USAA. And so they're, they're on display, they're sending to us. Then we've actually stolen, stolen Rolling Thunder from Washington, D.C. And, and I, I say that half joking. Um, Rolling Thunder no longer goes through Washington, D.C. Um, it's dispersed regionally. And we'll have about more than 10,000 motorcycles come to Columbus, Ohio, come to the museum um, to, for our POW MIAs. Uh, the Rolling Thunder originally, you would know, but most the audience doesn't. It was a protest. It was a, a motorcycle protest because we still had so many missing in action mm-hmm. over there. Um, so we'll have we'll have them and, and honor the POWs and MIA. Then um, Saturday, we'll have uh, a CrossFit workout uh, for the MRF, uh, Navy SEAL Murphy. There's a, a CrossFit uh, smoker specifically named after him. And then we'll have uh, a jujitsu seminar on Saturday as well. And then Saturday night, we'll have a candlelight vigil, um, which is awesome. All the Gold Star families who can come um, will walk with a candle and, and uh, a red uh, carnation. And then uh, the, we'll go into our memorial grove and, and um, there'll be bagpipe music uh, and then uh, great words said. And then the name of each of the fallen will be called out. Everyone cries for that one, Star Major. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, and then on Monday is Memorial Day itself. Um, and so on our rooftop that holds, you know, at least 500 people, it's a stadium uh, rooftop. Then we'll, we'll have a, an amazing um, uh, Cheryl Mason from the VA. Well, she's a, uh, her father committed suicide after service in the Army. She's our, one of our guest speakers. But we'll have a Gold Star uh, guest speaker as well. And then um, and at the conclusion, uh, you know, Sergeant Major Earl Rice, and you and I talked about Sergeant yeah, yeah. Major Rice. Uh-huh. At the conclusion um, of the first one, I, we were out running the day before, the morning before, and, and I said, Sergeant Major, what do you think if at the end you stand up and say, I will always remember, and just say one of those that you've lost? And he said, great idea, boss, let's do it. So at the conclusion of this stunning ceremony, um, and jets fly over right on at the national anthem and everything else is cool. He stood up and said, I'll always remember then Corporal so-and-so. And there, then Senator Portman stood up and said, I'll always remember. And then I stood up and said, Jonathan Grassball. And and, uh, um, and then um, about 25 minutes later, people were, you know, one by one throughout the crowd, you know, and, and, and you'd hear kids say, go ahead, granddad, say it. Yeah, it's amazing. So yeah. uh, it's a don't miss it um, coming up uh, for Memorial. You know, come in on on Thursday to Columbus, Ohio, and uh, um, and then depart. And then the next week is the Memorial Tournament, and we'll take Gold Star Golf Tournament. We'll take a Gold Star family uh, to lunch with Jack Nicholas and Barbara Nicholas. Oh my that's goodness! How, that's how cool they are. And, and yeah. then uh, later in the week. Um, we have uh, Veteran Appreciation Day on Wednesday, and we'll all be out there as we'll uh, active duty reserve and guard and veterans all walking the golf course for free. And next year, we'll have the Veteran Golfers Association um, playing a tee up for the troops on Tuesday. Yeah, so, and, so yeah. really good, really good thing. I, if there was a time to come, and I would tell you, if you've not been to Columbus, Ohio, it's a great city. It's got the vibe of Nashville, you know, Boston. It's got Ohio State University. We 
often say a professional football team. Um, and it, and uh, it's got professional hockey, professional uh, AAA baseball, and the crew uh, soccer. Great town, uh, great, great uh, nightlife, and a great place to live and, and raise a family too. Yeah. Well, sir, this is, I wasn't going to ask you a question, but as you talked about Memorial, what's, what's Memorial Day mean to you personally? Oh, man. Well, um, the first part uh, of what it means to me is is to teach and educate people and uh, about the uh, sacrifice that young Americans will, will make for this country and have made for this country. But, you know, when I was an uh, installation manager command, commanding general, I, we had the survivor outreach uh, uh, as a part of our, our mission. And uh, I was advisor to General Odierno for an advisory board. And one of the moms came and said to Margie, my wife, I had a horrible thing happen. I was in a parking lot of Walmart or wherever. And uh, a woman came up and said, you must be a good mom because you've got a bumper sticker that says Gold Star Mom. And she said, I was horrified. I had to tell this woman, no, that's not a kindergarten good deed, gold star. That means my son Jimmy was killed in Afghanistan. So so we campaigned uh, and I went to Fox Sports and I met with Eric Shanks and I said, we need to do some public service announcements. And we did. And I said, and I, and I want you to put him in the Super Bowl. And he did and didn't charge the Army anything. So, you know, to me, it's personal, you know. Um, really personal. My aide de camp went back to Iraq after he and I served in Iraq and he was killed. His name is Jonathan Graspaugh and his beautiful wife, Jenna, um, a beautiful baby. Um, uh, come through here once in a while and she went to the Ohio State University uh, Law School, Jenna did, mm -hmm. and uh, and now she's uh, a lawyer for the, in the U.S. Army. Um, so it's personal for who uh, you, you know about but it's personal because this is our tribe, Sergeant Major. You know, th these are our guys. And uh, we, if you're from California, that means guys and girls. So I can say that. But, you know, we have run across bullet swept streets. You know, we, 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 you know, we don't like people to shoot at us. And, and we do defend the country. And we do uh, defend uh, it with the lives of usually uh, the, the younger, braver, and more willing to serve. Yeah. You know, the average age of the people that die in war is 18 to 24, I think it is. Okay. And, and it just it just breaks me hard. And and for me, Memorial Day, I, I, I just when I think about Memorial Day, I think about uh, I think about all the friends that are lost. Okay. And I, you know, I, in fact, uh, I, you know, I just uh, I'm screwed up anyway, but uh, there's names I can't remember. There's faces I certainly remember. And there's things that I've seen that I don't want to remember. And it, it's really, it's really a shame. But, but it's a shame that we don't educate our country more. That's why, that's why this museum, uh, the Veterans Museum, is so important. Uh, it's so important for people to understand those kind of sacrifices that, uh, that people that you'll never know, people that you'll never see, that make for your freedoms. So it's about, it's about understanding those sacrifices. It's about remembering those sacrifices and then also it's about uh, remembering the families that uh, that have lost a loved one you know it's 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 tough how can uh, people visit the museum and, and engage with you i mean you you said about your website is that the best way to to uh, get a hold of you i guess that, uh, that's yeah that'd be best for, uh, given this this format right here nationalvmm.org 
um, you know, mferger at national uh, dot org. I think also is my email. Yeah. But just, just contact us. But think about this. If there's 17 million veterans, how many reunions a year are held? Right. And so Charlie Airborne does one at the company level. So bring your reunion to the museum. Oh, wow. The hall behind me will hold, uh, you know, 250 uh, seated easy. And uh, and if the weather's mighty fine, uh, the, the time of year you do it, then the rooftop and all of that. So that that's a good way to do it as well. So or come as a group, a group of, you know, twelve battle buddies or shipmates. You know, just take take the day trip. We're we're within something like eight hours of of seventy percent of the veterans in America, and it's a one hour plane ride to D.C., a one hour plane ride uh, to Atlanta, and a one hour plane ride to uh, New York. So yeah. very accessible. Yeah, I, I know that. Uh... When I was looking up there, there, there's ticket sales that come into the museum, but if you're a veteran, it's absolutely free. Is that correct? That is correct. And yeah. uh, um, we get help also on uh, uh, active duty. And we'll get to a place where veterans and their families will be totally free. Um, uh, you know, it's that two-edged sword of we, we got to generate, you know, revenue in order to, to uh keep building these great programs and yeah. once we build a great program uh, there's so many great companies that want to help um and they do and, and so the, by way of that sponsorship uh uh and donors then that keeps our doors open big time we're we're, we're big time strong yeah it sounds like you're really getting a lot of people involved i know when i went to when i had a lunch up there with the Tuskegee Airmen. There was a senator, a couple of senators in the in there mm-hmm. having lunch with him. That that, that were veterans too. That uh, were participating. Sir, any final thoughts? Anything you want to share with the audience? I mean, we we covered a lot of stuff. We I hope we didn't miss anything. Anything else you want to share with the audience? Um, I, I want I want I'd like like to invite the audience to really get contact us uh, first of all, and then contact us with regard to the employment that. Uh, opportunities if you have jobs and you want veterans the deal is it's talent management veterans are proven and when they join your team um, they make it better that day and so let us help you make your team better your company better by uh, uh, helping you connect with and hire great vets and then finally as you and i have discussed a couple times uh sma if you're out there um call somebody text somebody don't let friday come and go without you reaching out to an old buddy and making sure they're okay um you can you can change someone's life and you can save someone's life by a simple act of kindness so please do that and then finally sorry major thank you so much for letting me be with you and during this time period and helping to tell our story and uh i look forward to uh doing great things with you uh in the future and you know impacting even more lives together well, I certainly appreciate it. And again, uh, thank you for what you guys are doing. I mean, it's a, you got a, a great mission up there, and you're doing a lot of great stuff. And and we'll always be here to help you, no question. Again, to the audience, the people that are listening, that uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's about us. It's about loyalty. It's about it's about a country. It's about God. But it's also it's it's really important for us not to forget, not to forget the sacrifices our veterans make for this country, and. Uh, 
And sometimes I, I, I worry about that because I think people do forget. They forget too quickly. And, and a, a very small percentage of people in this country even serve in the military. I think it's probably a percent or less than a percent that serve. And it's uh, probably being or it's getting to be less and less every year. I'm Jack L. Tilly, 12th Sergeant Major in the Army. You've been listening to your next mission podcast. And thank you for listening today. This is an important subject for all of us to to listen to. And it's, again, I can't say it enough. It's It's something that you know, maybe we don't talk about every day. Maybe we don't think about every day, but we should. We, we should be thinking about the the kind of sacrifices that uh, these young men and women make for our country. You know, there's, uh, I talk about all the time, there's a lot of scars out there. There's scars you can see and there's scars you can't see in our country that uh, we certainly need to continue to help. Again, thanks for listening. And, and please visit our website at yournextmission.org and leave me a review. Hopefully it's a it's a good review. And don't forget, we want to hear from you. Please leave me a message or send me a text at 844-424-1134 or send me an email at smatilly at yournextmission.org. I'll actually contact you back and, and talk to you about whatever the subject is. You can also visit our partners there who can provide you with so many services that will assist you in your transition from military or from the military. You know, it's... Uh, it's about the team. It's about working together and staying together and helping each other out each and every day. We all speak the same language. Uh, let's let's help each other. Also, you can visit our corporate partners that uh, and see all the jobs that are available. You know, we want to we want to assist you any way we can. I want to say that again. We want to assist you in any way we can. I just don't say that. I mean that. And and please follow me in all my social media channels. You know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. YouTube and LinkedIn. I never thought in my lifetime I'd ever say that, but it's true. That's the way we need to communicate. And and if you enjoyed this discussion with Lieutenant General Retired Ferreter, please like us and click on that subscribe button below. Nobody in this country gets anything done by themselves. It's all about the team and it's all about the family. And, and thanks again, Lieutenant General Ferreter, for uh, being with us today. It was great, you know, having you on the show, having you on the podcast and and just uh, God bless you for for what you do and what your staff does and the people you work with each and every day. And I want to I want to leave you with three things to remember today. We're dedicating season two of your next mission to all those veteran members who struggle with mental illness, which so often has led someone to taking their own life. And and I uh, I ask everybody all the time, just like the general said a minute ago, reach out to a veteran at least once a week or maybe twice a month or do something. Because there's a lot of people out there struggling. Uh, I, I've told this story a lot to people here lately. I had a couple of good friends that uh, about six or seven months ago that uh, both of them committed suicide. And today, uh, to this day now, I still think about, did I do all I could have done? Uh, did I reach out? Did I talk to them? There's, there's something uh, that I could have did to change their life, you know? It doesn't matter if you're a four-star general or you're a private. We're all veterans. We're all part of a family, and, and we all have a mission. And that's really to take care of each other. And you can see my hat on my head. You know, I'm proud of being an Army guy. hoo And I'll always be an Army guy. I'll be an Army guy till the day I die. But be proud of your colors. You know, I tell people I wear my hat all the time, but I'm going to ask you one favor. Every Friday, I want you to wear your colors. Whether or not you got your suit on or whatever you're doing, show your colors. Show who you are. Let people know that uh, you were willing to die for this country. It's, it's, that's, a, 
you know, that's a noble cause. You know, not a lot of people do that. I, you know, I love saying this, but I'm going to tell you to I raised my right hand and said, I will defend this country, protect and defend the Constitution and right of states. You know what that means? That means I'm ready to die for you. Never forget that. Never forget the kind of sacrifices our veterans make for this country. And, uh, and I want to encourage all you guys, make sure you go to the museum. You know, if you could donate something, that's great. Uh, but go and learn, educate, you know. I want to encourage everyone that's listening to reach out to your neighbor. Offer a smile or a helping hand. Together, let's try to bridge that divide that's affected so many of us lately. Uh, you know, we live in a great country. We have a lot of great people. And sometimes we have a, a tendency to focus on things that, you know, that are negative. In my lifetime, and hopefully in yours, I think about positive things. I think about making my life better and the people around me better each and every day. Again, thanks for listening. Thanks to Cloudcast Media and, of course, our four presenting sponsors, Calvary Agency, Navy Federal Credit Union, Purdue University Global, and Vets United Home Loans. We appreciate all that you do for our military. So, as always, see you on the high ground. hoo You've been listening to Your Next Mission, brought to you by the American Freedom Foundation. Learn more by visiting yournextmission.org.